So we come together to train our minds in peacefulness, to train our minds to know the breath as it comes in and the breath as it goes out. And as the breath goes in, we can recite boot, and on the out breath, do. And we may ask, why do we have to sit in meditation? Well, it's because in a given day, the mind thinks and proliferates a great deal. The mind is not peaceful. It's chasing after sense impressions constantly. And if the mind lacks the quality of samadhi, of collectedness, if the mind is not stable and firm, then wisdom is not present and wisdom is not able to cure the suffering in the heart. And we see that we may study, we work in order to live, in order to exist in this world, but our minds still have suffering. And so the Buddha taught us to practice and train in the path of generosity, virtue, and meditation. And this path is the best in the world. It's the path to realize freedom from suffering. So during this uh, Thai New Year holiday, we have this quality of coolness, uh, coolness in our hearts. And we also have outer coolness using water to cool our bodies uh, during the hot season in Thailand. And the water can help with the heat, with the outer heat. And we also practice to help reduce the heat in our hearts as well, to reduce the qualities such as uh, anger, aversion, and hatred. So we practice this path of generosity, virtue, and meditation. We could also say virtue, collectedness, and wisdom to reduce the heat in our hearts. Because so we have these qualities of agitation, uh, disturbance, uh, anger, greed, and so on uh, in our hearts, which are all types of heat. So we practice to reduce that heat, such as using the quality of kanti, patient endurance, and of controlling our behavior. For instance, if we have aversion arise, then we use patient endurance to not express that aversion or anger through actions of body or speech. So we can see we need to practice to train our minds. And if we don't practice, then all of us end up in the same way, whether monastics or laity are all the same. The mind that's uh, born into the world already, that's not trained, uh, gives rise to aversion of various types. And then, based on this aversion, one speaks in ways that are harsh or hurtful or critical or damaging in various ways. And then through actions of body, there's hurting, there's harming, even to the point of killing other uh, living beings and killing other humans. And we see in the world that there's a lot, a lot of this type of behavior. And it's all because of this quality of aversion, of dosa. So we practice to train our hearts and minds, to train them to have mindfulness, to see when aversion arises in the heart. 
and we use patient endurance to control and keep a watch over this aversion, and then the aversion uh, passes away. Then after the aversion passes away, it arises again. So we have to practice and train our hearts and practice in patient endurance. We also can train our minds. We train our minds in loving-kindness meditation, and we use loving-kindness meditation to bring our minds to peace. Or we recite Bhutto, Bhutto, to bring our mind to collectedness. And when our mind is thus collected, we contemplate uh, the essentials in our lives. So our, our life that we have now, we see that its essentials, its essence, uh, with delusion is clinging to everything as self. Clinging to the things of the world as self, such as this breath. We see that this breath of ours is a thing of the world, and we cling to it as self. But we see that the breath is dependent on worldly conditions, such as the air element and the earth, uh, water and fire elements in the body. And with this breath, then our body is able to live. And so we contemplate that all life in the world and everything that arises is all impermanent, anichang. And to see it all as self, this is merely a convention. So our mind, uh, or we have this experience of life and we need to study and work to live in the world. And we tend, and we have this uh, value or cherishing of self and loved ones and family. And we practice generosity, generosity accordingly such that we don't cling to the material things of this world too much. We train our minds to know what's enough, what's just right, to know enoughness uh, deeply in the mind. We see that the mind in its normal state uh, has this quality of enoughness already. But when a sense impression arises and we cling to it, then this sense of enoughness, the feeling of enoughness uh, disappears right there. So we use mindfulness to contemplate that our lives having arisen uh, immediately chase after old age, uh, chase after sickness and chase after death. There's no one in the world who doesn't die, but all beings must die. All beings are the same in that way. So given this, why, why should one feel anger or wish harm, feel aversion? Because these qualities are nothing but suffering for our hearts. So therefore we practice to give forgiveness. This gives rise to wisdom in the mind that's peaceful. And so we contemplate all conditioned things such as the body and all outer phenomena we contemplate to see them as something that's impermanent and uncertain. This is the Dhamma arising. This is the way to bring the mind to peace and collectedness, to realize true happiness in our lives. And this is a way to develop our minds to become higher and better. 
And so we see in terms of worldly things, if we don't study them, if we don't apply ourselves, then we won't uh, gain knowledge and skill. And similarly, if we don't study the truth of the way things are, then we just have more and more suffering in our lives. And the mind that lacks intelligence will just have clinging and attachment and will just have uh, more and more suffering in that mind. So therefore we need to practice and train our minds. It's not that having become old our suffering reduces just because we're old and aged. It's not that way. Similarly, it's not that we have a lot of years as a monk, a lot of rains retreats as a monk, and then our defilements reduce just because we've been a monk for a long time. That's not the way it is. We see that the way it is is that if we don't practice and train our minds, then the defilements don't reduce. Because these defilements, these kilesas, they don't fear old age, they don't fear the number of years one has been a monk. What they fear is the Dhamma. So we need to train our minds to have Dhamma. Our minds need this Dhamma. So we train in virtue, we use this quality of patient endurance. And we use this quality of patient endurance to not behave against the five precepts, to not behave in the five ways that the five precepts uh, teach. So we don't, or if we wish to kill or hurt something, then we refrain from doing that. We can patiently endure and not do that behavior. And we may want to speak uh, badly or harshly, divisively or falsely, and we don't do that. Or we may see uh, someone has great wealth and we, we want to steal that wealth, and we don't do that. Or we see the uh, loved one or partner of another and we don't uh, chase after that. We train ourselves to speak the truth and we also value mindfulness, so we don't uh, consume things that are intoxicating. We don't consume uh, drink or drugs that intoxicate the mind. And we see that this last, this fifth precept about uh, intoxicants, a lot of people in the world die due to intoxicants. There's a great many people who die uh, because of alcohol and other intoxicating substances, whether it's through violence or road accidents and so on. There's a lot of damage and harm and death that arise uh, from this uh, one point of virtue. Because we see that these intoxicants bring the mind to heedlessness. And we see that the Buddha taught that one who is heedless is as if dead already and heedlessness is the path to death. And so we consume intoxicants and this quality of heedlessness is there already. And if we consume a lot of intoxicants, then we're heed heedless a lot. And we see that we encounter misfortune and loss because of our own behavior in this case because of heedlessness in the mind. So therefore we must be firm 
and the quality of heedfulness to practice generosity and to, to train ourselves in heedfulness. So we see that during the period of Thai New Year, we have some, a few days off from work. And so during this time off from our normal work and duties, we uh, practice in making merit, doing goodness, developing and training our minds. Because we have this faith and belief in merit and goodness. We see that merit brings us true happiness. And we have merit from generosity, virtue and meditation. And this is a great amount of merit, is a great merit. So we build this quality of merit and goodness in our own minds to establish merit, uh, to establish it well in our own hearts. And we see that this brings us happiness in the present moment and in future lives as well. And when we say future lives, this could refer to tomorrow, could refer to next month or next year or one's next birth. Because the Buddha taught that rebirth is true. It is something that exists and does happen in the cycle of samsara, of birth and death and rebirth uh, is the way it is. And so one uses the things of this world for a value for one's own heart. Because when the lady offer material requisites to the Sangha, these material things go to one's own heart. The merit goes to one's own heart. And when one does things that are unskillful, one does a demeritorious acts, then those acts also go straight to one's heart as well. So therefore we train ourselves to uh, not do that which is unskillful and to do that which is skillful and meritorious, to cut off the heat in our hearts and to do that which brings coolness, to train our minds to purity and brightness, to develop our minds to have happiness in our lives. So may you all be well, may you all grow in Dhamma.